Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shante, and Whole and Complete is all about faith and wellness, loving God, living well. And you all know that we are smack in the middle of a series, and I am bringing you to the finale. We are in a relationship series, and we're talking about relationships with food and relationships with money and relationship with God. And we haven't gotten to those other two yet. We are right in the midst of talking about our relationship with food. And so as promised, I have invited a member of the health and wellness community to come in and talk with us about that. And I could not think of a better person to do this than our guest today, who is Joy Francis of joyfitworld.com. And what I love about Joy, Joy is a certified fitness trainer and nutrition coach. But what I love about her platform is that it's not just about sit-ups and crunches and cardio. For her, it's really about using fitness and movement and nutrition as a way to kind of overcome obstacles and trauma and abuses and things like that, which is, I don't think a way that we often think about it. We often think about it from that really kind of like superficial perspective, you know, like I want my waist to be snatched, you know, but we really don't think about it from the perspective of, can I use this to help me overcome? And as I told you guys in the previous two episodes, I had to do a lot of inner work before I worked my way up to the ability to do the outer work. And Joy's platform is just such a beautiful compliment to that. So welcome Joy to the show. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Shanti. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. I've been, you know, seeing you doing many, many great things, traveling the world as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so thank you for having me. Y'all hear that accent, y'all? She's from Trinidad and Tobago. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Out of Jersey. So, Joy, how about we start here? You know, one of the things that I talked about in the previous episodes is that Oftentimes we don't think about the fact that we actually do have a relationship with food and how many emotions we have tied up in food and how we hear messages about, you know, choosy moms choose GIF or things like a little on the lips, a lifetime on the hips and how we start to internalize those messages. And so can you speak a little bit about the emotional aspects of food and what are some things that we can do to kind of work our way through some of those emotions? Wow. I mean, that is like a loaded question. Right. I really, really like that question because, I mean, just to start off, you know, as Dr. Shanti said, I, I'm a certified nutrition coach, fitness coach, and I really use health and fitness as a holistic approach. But when it comes to our relationship with food, oh my goodness, especially in the last two years, having had the pandemic happen, we see where we became, I call it the suppressive state where we use food to suppress all of the emotions. We mm. use food to suppress all the trauma that we would, you know, before the pandemic, we were too busy to deal with. What the pandemic did is kind of put us to a halt and we had to deal with those feelings. So what we did, we started baking. The shelves were empty. We started cooking more. We, everybody and their Couldn't mama no was- flour. <laughs> no yeast. You couldn't find baking powder. It right. was it, it was a show. It was like, what in the world? Who's cooking up all of this? But we were doing that because now we had to really sit with self, right? And and really understand, like, hmm, who am I? What am I doing? What you know, what what's this all about? This life. And um, that food is like one of the top 
drug of choice, I would say. I know we talk about drugs in terms of narcotics and stuff, but when you think about food, it's also people get addicted. Sugar is one of the biggest addiction in America. You know, we have the highest rate of diabetes, high blood pressure. So our relationship with food, before we even start talking about getting fit, getting healthy, we got to talk about that relationship because it's emotional. It's nothing to do with, you know, just seeing the food, eating it. It's emotional. It's what are we covering up? What are we trying to hide? What are we trying to hide under? What are we, you know, suppressing and soothing with the food that we're eating? And this is like such an important topic. I recently had um one of my clients who she had lost a couple pounds and went back into and the thing is in right now in her life things are going great a lot of nice things happening but she slipped back into this mode of imposter syndrome thinking that she shouldn't be where she is making more money doing this but certain things not aligning and guess what happened to her she put on double right the weight mm. right back to the food because the food was the comfort zone so guess what i did and i know dr shanti you know this is what i do i referred her to my therapist network hello because we, you know, we got to get the mind right and the emotions right. So I referred her to my therapist network where she can start dealing with that. Because I said to her, hey, I could be there for you all along. We can talk as a coach, but I'm not a therapist. You got some deep rooted things that we got to sift through in order to come out of that addiction to the food. Because for her, it was just literally just eating. She, you know, she can afford healthy and all of these things, but it was just soothing the emotions eating, eating, eating the sugar, the sugar, the sugar. She's just making the choices over and over and over because it was a soothing mechanism. So Joy, you know, I do this from time to time on my podcast with my guests. Everybody that listens to this show knows that I have a pink tambourine that I keep on my desk and I'm gonna go ahead and shake mine for you right now because you just, you hit the nail on the head. The that smothering, that suppressing that I don't want to deal with this right now. I, it's painful. It's uncomfortable. And so I'm looking for a way to try to navigate this in a way that I don't have to really confront these emotions. And I love what Joy said. She says, I can be with you as your coach. I can, I can draw up a plan. I can draw up exercises for you to do squats and planks and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you still have to work through that, those emotions. And this is also, and let me be clear, okay? Because don't don't y'all be inboxing me and at me saying Dr. Shante was throwing shade. Dr. Shante is not throwing shade. <laughs> what I am saying is that this is why I have an issue, a concern. That's a better word. I have a concern about people who go the route of surgery to do body augmentations and things like that. Because even if you get, you know, a tummy tuck or you get gastric bypass surgery or a, a, what is it not the Brazilian butt lift, even if you do all of that, okay, that will change the outer, that will change the aesthetic. But what it will not do is it hasn't trained you how to change your lifestyle. It hasn't trained you how to eat. It hasn't giving you the discipline and the, the wherewithal and the tools to kind of choose yourself every day so that you can even maintain what you just paid for. Okay. Because I do know people mm -hmm. who have gotten the gastric bypass surgery and that weight came roaring back. I do know people that have gotten the augmentations and the nips and the tucks. And then, you know, a year later, two years later, three years later, they're right back pretty much in the same place, you know, from where they started. And so what Joy is saying is so key is that 
yeah, it's not either or, but and. That's what I hear you saying. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I I have the same um thing where I, I guess I don't have an issue or or dislike, but when I see people getting the tummy tucks, and I have clients who have told me, "Hey, Joy, I'm going to get the surgery." I'm like, "Sure, go ahead," but you're going to still have the problem. Like, what's what? What are you running from? <laughs> you're still craving the Twinkies. That's yeah, the issue. You're going to, yeah, you, the issue is not is not how you look. The issue is like the, the the trauma that you're not dealing with, and whatever that trauma is, because we all have trauma, right? We all have it. Like, whether it's whatever you know, to whatever it may be, we all have it. It may not be as extreme as the next, but there is something that you have to deal with, especially when it comes to to looking at substances such as food to suppress your emotions you there's something deeper there one of the things i was saying recently to someone is that i don't have a sugar addiction and i don't understand the sugar addiction i got two kids so guess what you know these kids these days what they do they love anything sugary cereal this and that and whatever and i try not to buy the sugar because i realized they started getting addicted to the sugar the cookies the oreos and whatever the case may be although i'm not and i'm the health person they're young minds i have to make sure i'm putting them in that direction to understand hey sugar is a poison right <laughs> it's not really it's you not the way we're using it it's not supposed to be everything we're eating have sugar in it and you guys have to pull back and stop the hot chocolates in real chocolate. Half of it is sugar, you know, and it just flavored all, all the way over there. And just having them just take that step back. Because guess what happens? My eight-year-old bounces off the wall when he has some sugar. And you see the difference in his, his, his you know, his behavior mood, and how behavior. His, his mood, everything different. And I'm like, what is going on? So I... Even honey, because you know we are not getting real honey in the grocery store. For those of you who newsflash, in real honey is some sugar mixed up in there. Exactly. <laughs> it's not real honey. Like the bees are going extinct. Like where are they getting the honey? Like seriously, you know. Um. So we he, he would be bouncing off the walls, and I realized I was, it has to be when the sugar. So he'll eat a marshmallow, and then he'll bounce off the wall. And um. So for me. I completely start going where, hey, you want to eat the sugar? Eat the fruit. You get an apple, you get some grapes, you get strawberries. At least I know this, you get some fiber in there and it's a healthy it's healthy sugar, right? Um, and, and that's the, the biggest thing we have is that addiction to sugar. And we're not realizing that it's a poison. When you talk to the experts and you hear about people who get diagnosed with cancer, the first thing they tell you is stop eat sugar. Cancer feeds on sugar. That is the truth. And we're a nation that's addicted to it. I have, so listeners, if you have not, I encourage you to go on Amazon. It used to be on Netflix because that's where I first saw it. And eventually it kind of cycled off of Netflix, but you can access it on Amazon. And it's a documentary called Fed Up and it's produced by Katie Couric. And she talks about the sugar addiction and how sugar is very much a toxin. I mean, there is a, there is a threshold of sugar where it's perfectly fine. It's not going to do the insulin spikes and things like that. But the way that our entire food, the American food ecosystem is set up, it is set up to draw you into and get addicted to and hooked on sugar. And I see this as a college professor. I see this all the time. Think about these venti iced 
Starbucks type drink. In one Ooh. of those drinks, I showed my students in one of those drinks, it can be anywhere from 150 to 230 grams of sugar. And yep. they're like, what? I said, yes, you know, it's a big deal. And they wonder why they keep going back to it. And there is even, let me tell you this listeners, the United States government is not on your side, like the U.S. <laughs> Food and Drug Administration. So as, as Joyce said, I have traveled the world. You'd be surprised how other countries in Europe do not allow half of the chemicals and the toxins and the poisons that we allow in the United States into our food. They're like, um, no, we don't want our, yeah. <laughs> we don't want our citizens to be sugar addicted and uh, hooked on substance abuse. And I know we tend to think of, like you said, substance abuse in terms of narcotics, but food is a substance as well. Sugar is a substance as well. And so I encourage you all listeners to, to educate yourselves about what you're eating, you know, in terms of not just the, the health benefits and nobody's saying no. I believe that a healthy relationship with food, there's some moderation. Sometimes yeah. you're going to eat the cookie, you know, but are you eating that the bulk of the time or are you eating that every now and then, you know, like what is that? But I do want to go back to this point that you raised. You said, it's not how you look, it's what you think. It's not how you look. It's what you think. Y'all, that's going to be what's going to get tweeted out. That's what I'm just telling you right now. That's what's going on your marketing collateral when I promote this episode. <laughs> is that it's not what you look like. And I think too often we get caught up in the outer appearance. How am I being viewed? Am I, how am I being judged? You know, do I look good? And listeners, we don't even have the time to get into it in this episode, but in 2019, I shaved my hair off. My hair was fairly long. When I say fairly long, I mean fairly long. Like it was almost to my waistline and I shaved it right to the scalp. And I never talked about why I actually did that, but I realized that for me, and this is at, you know, 240 some odd pounds, I was using that hair as a cover. I was like, okay, well, as long as my hair is long and bouncing and behaving, you know, then I can kind of like, hide behind that. As long as I can get my angles right and take a good enough selfie, I can kind of like slim my face. And it was like, yeah, there's, this is not a beauty issue. This is some inner issues, you know, like some traumas and, and joy, you said it, it's the traumas that you have to work to. So for me, I had some mama traumas. I had some childhood mm -hmm. traumas. I had some relationship traumas. And so when I got in therapy, after about 18 months, two years of therapy, then the pandemic hit. And that's when I was like, okay, now I'm ready to start working on the outside because I've gotten good on the inside. Wow. I love that. Ooh, therapy is my favorite word. <laughs> um, you know, going to therapy, it's it. And, and I just piggyback over what you said about therapy and working on the inside, right? It's not what you look like but how you think the thing is we're thinkers right we're creative we have this brain in our head we're thinkers and our thoughts create our reality we know this we've read in numerous books we know this all right and if you're a christian you know this what the bible says <laughs> about your thoughts right so your thoughts create your reality how you think how you how you think is how you would feel and i was literally just having this conversation this morning about like I don't want to and I, this is probably a good place to talk about it I usually don't want to talk about this because I feel like I might get a backlash 
from it where talk about it girl I got the tambourine (laughs) we ready (laughs) you know overcoming my anxiety you know overcoming anxiety and depression for me I realized that it was a thought thing it was a thinking thing it was a mindset thing Mm -hmm. and I, I I kept feeling some types of ways because you know we we tend to think oh well you know well you're sick you know something's wrong with you um, when you're going through depression, anxiety, and different things. And it was like, no, um, because of my trauma, I had PTSD. My childhood trauma I had PTSD and all of these different things. But because of my thought of the trauma created that years of depression and anxiety, right? Mm. And so it, it, it to me, I start, I do a lot of, I'm a nerd, I'm a geek when it comes to mind stuff, anything to do with your mind, health, neuro, neuro, Anything to do with neurotransmitters, neuro this, neuro that, I'm reading. I want to know how the brain works. And it's really interesting to me to know that because of certain childhood trauma, now in my adult life, there's certain patterns of behavior that I adapt, right? And in food, using food, uh, for me, I didn't use food, right? For me, I use work. (laughs) And we tend to, you know, you not think I'm a... I've been working since I was 14. I work, 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 work. I'm always on the go. I'm the hardest working person in the room. You can't outwork me. That's it, period. <laughs> you know, very disciplined. And so for me, I could never understand the, the addiction to food because I never really craved the food. And my therapist had tell, told me this one time. She said, for the stuff that you have been through and to not come out of it the, the way most people would, it's like just nothing but God. Because it's crazy. You hear my story, you're like, huh? How are you still like smiling? Like, how we don't look like what we've been through. That's a testimony. Exactly. And and we do exactly what you're talking about is that so for some people, food is not an issue. Some of us throw ourselves into work. I was that person. I am a chronic overachiever. And it comes from years of neglect in childhood. It was like, oh, okay. You don't think I'm worthy. So let me show you all the ways that I'm worthy. Let me get these straight A's. Let me go get this degree. Let me go get a doctorate. Let me go buy a house at in my 20. Like, let me go do all these things. Like, ta-da. It's what Brene Brown calls hustling for worthiness. Like, I'm just, Mm. just want to show that I was worthy from the beginning. And something you said here, you are First of all, y'all, Joy is dropping gems. Let me shake the tambourine. Listen, this is so key. It's not what you're eating. It's what you're thinking. Listeners, if you don't take anything else away from this episode, I want you to ponder that question. Let's, let's suspend the conversation for a minute about what you're eating. And let's have the conversation about what you're thinking. What are you telling yourself? Remember we talked about in the last episode, metacognition, thinking about your thinking. What are you telling yourself about yourself? What are you telling yourself about your worth? What are you telling yourself about your value? What are you telling yourself about your potential and your prospects and your future? What are you telling yourself about your relationship? Like, what are you telling yourself? Because chances are, if you are food addicted, If you are chronically running to the refrigerator, I can almost guarantee that I can pull a thread from the refrigerator door to a thought that you had about yourself, your life, your possibilities, your prospects, your future, and to say, okay, wait a minute, let's talk about that. 
let's let's have that conversation. So let me let let's pivot because it's, it's not all gloom and doom. Otherwise, Joy wouldn't have a platform. You know, <laughs> otherwise, Joy would be making money. You know. So let, let's talk about healthy approaches to food. So yes, you have clients that are working on their inner issues, but in terms of that healthy relationship, because one of the things that, you know, I brought up in the previous episode is that sometimes people go at this from extremes. Like I saw a documentary and now I'm cutting meat completely out of my life and I'm going raw vegan and it's hardcore. Well, you know what? That don't work for everybody. Okay. <laughs> like that, that don't work for everybody. It's not a one size fit all. It's not, I'm never having a cookie again. I will die on this hill. If, if one gram of sugar comes in this house, sis, it ain't that deep either. Okay. Like, so what is a healthy approach to, to food? How do you approach this with your clients? Grant, granted that they're doing the inner work. Wow. I mean, the healthy approach to food it comes again in your thoughts. And as Dr. Shanti said, it's not about eating one cookie or one slice of cake, right? It's literally eating the whole cake because you're covering something and eating the whole bag of cookies because you're covering something. Now, when people ask me, for me, example, how do you eat? What's your, your you know, what type of diet are you on? Like, are you vegan, pescatarian? Are you vegetarian? I'm neither. I'm literally, I eat whatever I want. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, like, what yeah, part of the game is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I eat whatever I want. It's like, so how do you eat whatever you want and still stay, you know, healthy? Like you, you don't gain weight, this, that, and the other. I said, when I'm eating, I'm not thinking that this slice of pizza is going to get me fat. You know, we don't like to use that F word. I'm not thinking that if I eat one cookie, it's going to make me put on 10 pounds. What is your, and you just said it, Dr. Shanti, what is the talk you're carrying with yourself? A lot of my clients or friends will look at me when I'm eating like three, four slices of pizza and they're like, oh my gosh, Joy, how can you eat that? If I only look at pizza, I'll gain 10 pounds. Again, what did you just say to yourself? You told yourself, if you look at pizza, you'll gain 10 pounds. Guess what your mind does? Your mind conspires to do what you sell it to do. <laughs> Girl, let me shake the tambourine. <laughs> you are preaching. You are preaching right now. And listeners, this is not us saying go out and eat four slices of pizza. You know, listen, what we are saying, though is what is the conversation? Because the things that you do tell yourself, your subconscious begins to accept as real. When she talks about that conspiracy, this is why that statement, I am is so important, okay? Yes. It's so important because whatever you say after that phrasing, I am, your mind will accept and on some level as reality. So when you say, girl, I'm fat, girl, I'm fluffy. I am so this, I am so that I, I just don't have the energy and, and all of those things you are speaking that into, I don't, and I'm not getting woo woo here. Like, Oh, just speak it into existence, name it and claim it. But what I am saying <laughs> is that the, the words that you speak are coming from a place of some deeply rooted reality for you. They're coming from a place yep. you think this on some level. And so let's talk about the level at which you're thinking these things because, and this is also why listeners, I said at the very beginning of this series, people are looking at my progress and they're like, girl, what's the program? Girl, what's, what's, let me know, you know, I'm ready to get into it. I said, mm -mm. I'm, and you know what? If I had a few less morals, I would be, I would be that person. I would come up with some fancy PDF 
charge $25, $27 for it and be like, hey, you can do what I did. It's not that cut and dry. I had to work through a whole lot of thoughts. I had to set up a series of boundaries. I had to read a whole lot of books. I had to do a whole bunch of praying and crying and journaling and, and working through all of the things before I got to this place. And for me, here was the, the switch. And, you know, Joy, I, I want you to talk about this too. There was a point in my life. Matter of fact, I've had several cycles of my life and listeners, I think you can probably relate to this. I've had several cycles in my life where I was trying to get to, meaning I'm trying to get to a certain weight. I'm trying to get into a certain size. I'm trying to get into a certain dress. I'm trying to get to this. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with goals. But the problem with that is, is that I approach that from, I'm just doing what I need to do temporarily to get to this place, to this destination. And once I get to that destination, everything that I have been doing to get to that destination, I'm going to completely abandon. For me, the switch came where I was like, Shantae, you're in this. Like this is, this isn't what you're doing anymore. This is who you are now. It came from a doing to a being. And there's this book that I've read called Atomic Habits. And my favorite quote out of that book is that we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our habits. Okay. Like we fall to the, to the discipline of our habits. And I realized, you know, so now when people ask me, what's the goal? I say, active senior. I want to be 65 years old and be able to open my own jars without having to call my neighbor. So that's where I'm at with it. And I think joy, probably that's, that's how you might approach or hopefully are kind of yes. like letting your, your, your clients know it's not about just the doing, but what's the being part of it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Atomic habits is the all time favorite. One of my all time favorite books. Such a good actually, book. Oh my gosh. Like you Literally, I, I'm sitting here a while ago and I'm looking for books because I run a book club and I'm looking for other books to read. And I'm like, I've read so many books. What do I read now? Blah, blah, blah. But Atomic Habits, listeners, fully recommend. If you haven't read it yet, you better go re- listen to it. But in terms of what you were saying, you know, your habits, habit building, right? Habit building is, is we're creatures of habit. So as Dr. Shanti said, you're in this oh I just want to lose 20 pounds by May 2022 and then when you lose the 20 pounds what next what's next what's next when you realize it's a journey it's the journey of self for me I'm gonna be 80 years old running a marathon that that's the goal for me I know that's (laughs) right you do it (laughs) (laughs) you know and people look at me and they're like like I have my friends, I have friends of all age groups and I have friends who are 60 years old. So, you know, and they're running triathlons, marathons. So I'm, I'm aligning myself with people who are actually doing the thing that I want to do. Although my friends in the thirties and forties, I have those friends as well, but I know I want to be 70, 80 and running marathons still with good knees, good hips. Right. I'm all so for the good I'm, knees. I'm... Let me shake a tambourine <laughs> for the good knees. <laughs> <laughs> good, good knees and good hair. So you work, you, you're working on yourself and it's, it's a, it's a journey. It's a process. It's not a quick fix. It's not like the next big thing. Okay. Let me get this here and I'll get this program and fix it. No, it's holistic approach, mind, body, soul, and everything. Once everything works in tandem, once you get through that 
hey, I got to work mind, I got to work body, I got to work the soul, I got to work on all of these things, life would be seamless. Like you will, you will come to the place where you no longer, food is not the first thing you grab when you have an emotion. What will happen when you have an emotion or you have an emotional reaction to something is that you, you sit with the feeling, you understand the feeling, you journal the feeling, you process the feeling and you get to that level of self-awareness Food is no longer controlling you. You're controlling food because we were made. I don't want to get preachy, but you better preach it, honey. Have, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you know, we were made to have dominion over the earth, not the oh. other way around. Right. We ain't we not supposed things are not supposed to control us. We are supposed to control it. And doing that, you set yourself in a space where ha- people think about, oh, you know what? I want to get to happiness. I want to get to this. That's it. That little piece, you may not have everything in life going, you may not have a big mansion or whatever, but when you get to that level of self-awareness where things no longer control you, people's actions no longer control you, food no longer control you, that commercial that comes on TV with McDonald's, Double Whopper, whatever, no longer controls you by going to McDonald's when you see the commercial and you're like, oh, I got to drive to the drive-thru. That no longer controls you and you control it. It's I would say like Sadhguru says, it's like the highest level of awareness, right? And and that is a process. <laughs> it's not the end point, but it's a process. And you get to that, that, that playing field and you live there and it's just, it's happiness. Y'all, the choir will now render an A and B selection. The ushers are coming forward to collect the offering. I feel like pretty much I can just give the benediction at this point because... That was it. Everything she just said, all the things. Listeners, run that back. Run that back two, three times. Because she just hit the nail on the head. We were put on this earth to have dominion over it, not the other way around. And bringing ourselves into alignment, it's not just this. We can't compartmentalize ourselves. That's that's one thing I just really want to emphasize about what Joy just said. We can't compartmentalize it. It's not just the food. It's not just the thoughts. It's not just, you know, how we are, are caring for our spirit or, or exercising things like self-compassion and, and all of that. It's all of it. It's all of it. I had this conversation and I think, Joy, you can probably relate. You're a mom too. I said, there is a difference between parenting and raising kids. I feel like, I said, you know, I was raised. You got food, <laughs> you got clothes, you got a place to lay your head. You good, good. you know, parenting is a different thing. You know, parenting, it requires all of you. Okay. It it requires you emotionally. You can't just take care of the, you know, the basic necessities and think that, you know, the job is done. No, it is a, it's a fully invested effort. And listeners, your relationship with food is not just the food. It is, it is something that you really kind of have to take a really, I love this word, holistic approach to take a step back, look at it from a macro level and say, what is really going on here in turn? What are the systems of thought? What are the systems of habit? What are the systems of old messaging from family and emotions? Like what are all of those things that are happening that are driving these actions and behaviors? And I'm telling you all, change is possible which brings me to please share with the listeners what is what is your 
Instagram handle? How can they take action with you? Let Joy get you together, but just know if you ain't together on the inside, she gonna refer you to a therapist and work with you <laughs> on the outside. But please tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you. Oh my gosh, you have me dying here. Um, you can get in contact with me on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere on social media at JoyFitWorld. But the most important place is JoyFitWorld.com because I pay for that every month. I always say social media is free. <laughs> Come on now. But, and if it shut you know, down tomorrow, I, that goes your yeah. whole client base. Exactly. Exactly. So I got a website, you know, joyfulworld.com. You can reach me there and, and everything is, is there. Like, uh, you know, one of my goals is to change 1 million lives through movement, help people overcome trauma through movement. And it's still my goal. It's always been my goal. I need to start counting because, <laughs> you know, so I can know when I get to that goal. But yeah, I'm, I'm here for the ride along you know I'm not here to do the next the, the, the next biggest thing trainer or oh you know what I could give you a BBL without going to get a surgery I'm I'm not into the fakeness like you're getting it real you do the work or, or not in the story <laughs> you're gonna do the work or you're not gonna do the work and yeah and- I love that goal. I'm, it's so funny. I want to say maybe three or four years ago, I literally said, I said, before I take my last breath, I want to positively impact the lives of a million people. And this podcast is going to go a long way to do that because everybody that listens, your life is going to be touched. Okay. The seed has been planted. The Bible says some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. And so Joy and I are just planting and watering those seeds and listeners I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes. So hit her up at Joy Fit World. You guys know you can hit me up at Dr. Shante Says. And Joy, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a blessing to me. My tambourine is over here quivering. Like, yes, she said that. (laughs) She did that thing. I appreciate you so much. Thank you.